0: Hello, 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 everyone! It is uh, five at five. Our live Q and A show with Dr. Rogers. Um, we are here every single Tuesday night. Uh, Doc, I'm pumped to get to hang out with you again tonight. This is uh, one of my favorite uh, segments of the week. One of the favorite, my favorite things that we do. <laughs> and, and 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 now you're wearing a hat.
1: Yeah, since you're always wearing a hat, I'm going to put a hat on tonight. Performance medicine hat. What what people don't know? Maybe look more cool like you. I look
0: cool now. Um, Everybody who's who's coming in, uh, thank you for hanging out. Uh, We would love some comments on our hats. Uh, Which one you guys like more? Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, Mm -hmm. Dad, I don't know if you've got a head for a hat, if that's a thing. You don't think? But then again, a lot of people a a lot of people don't think you have a face for a Facebook live video.
1: Well, I've been told I have the perfect face for radio, so maybe that's true.
0: Uh, well, man, I, I tell you what, um, I'm super. Care. I'm super excited uh, about tonight's show. We've had uh, just some wonderful response with the questions this week. Um, thank you in advance to everyone who has submitted their question. Uh, we are um, our ambition is to uh, answer all the questions. So, um, if you're with us now and you have a question and you have not, uh, submitted it, uh, put it in the, in the comments. We're going to get it, get to it at the end of the show. Uh, one of my favorite parts is, is at the end, we, we get to take live questions. Um, so you can answer or hear your question, uh, live on the broadcast. Uh, Deborah, hello. Thank you for being here. Anna, thank you for being here. Uh, pumped as always to see you. Um, say hello to us. Um, let us know if there's if you have any follow up questions uh, of something that Dr. Rogers is talking about. We're happy to uh, get to that. Shelly, hello. Thank you for being here. We're pumped. Um, we're pumped about this show. This is going to be a really good one. Um, Doc, you ready to roll? I'm ready. All right, here we go. We got a couple uh, COVID questions, and we're going to start off with this one. Um, is it possible to get a prescription for either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine as a preventative, prophylactic? Should we get COVID symptoms, which is likely to eventually happen? Uh, just a little context here, doc. Um, I know that this is a uh, 70-year-old uh, uh, with a with a wife uh, who asked this question, and uh, I believe he mentioned that his wife. Uh, was especially high risk due to Addison's disease and having had sepsis before. I couldn't fit that in uh, in the, the broadcast here. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, you know, we've called a lot of both hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin in both, both for treatment and prophylaxis. So I do use both of them. Yes, most certainly you can call the office and we can talk with you, get a little bit of your medical history and, you know, to prescribe a medicine for you, we have to document what we're doing and why uh, from a legal basis. And but I've done that quite a bit. As you know, I'm taking uh, ivermectin right now once a week just for prevention of COVID. And it's not going to worked well so far. Um, and we certainly treat with those. Um, it's interesting on the hydroxychloroquine, which is a great drug for a lot of different things how all of a sudden it's uh, okay to use it by the American Medical Association. So now that Trump's out and, you know, we have a new administration, I don't want to get into the politics or controversies about it, but uh, now they suddenly find out, that, yes, it does work for COVID. So it's been a very interesting, something we've been using, you know, for eight, 10 months anyway. So certainly um, it's good for prophylaxis. We are willing to treat anybody in the country for this. And the pharmacies are now willing to let us prescribe it. We've been doing it anyway. But, uh, yeah, give the office a call, especially if you're at risk. And uh, those are two medicines, along with vitamin supplements and some other helpful things we can guide you along with, uh, both for prophylaxis and treatment, early treatment. So, yes, for sure.
0: And early treatment has been something you've been uh, preaching uh, all along here. Um, so we're going to go to a uh, a vaccine question. I'm um, seeking some direction regarding taking the COVID vaccine. I've had a severe reaction in the past to Leviquin and as a young child to penicillin. Um, I'm torn and it's hard to know what to do given, and I'll finish what she uh, asked in the email here. Um, uh, just concerned about you know everything that's being on, on the websites and information out there. <laughs> Uh, just not knowing what to do. Um, what's your thoughts? I know you I know you have that's some on the vaccine. Great,
1: that's a great question. I talk about this every day with patients. I bet I counseled 10, 15 patients a day about it. And they call me on the the teachers, my teachers and coaches buddies call me today. I had several. What should I do? The vaccine's available, should I go get it? And uh um, you know, one of them I told him not to get it because he's already had COVID you know, three months ago. Heck no, I wouldn't get the vaccine if I'd had COVID within the last three months. But it's a great question. It depends on, you know, your situation, your risk factors. You know, right now there's only two approved vaccines here in the U.S. They're both new vaccines based on mRNA technology, uh, which is a totally new way of doing things. Um, You know, if you're at risk like elderly extremely obese um, if you have cardiopulmonary problems diabetes maybe um, then i may consider getting it you know even you know because is the the disease worse than the vaccine um, and some uh, risk categories yes the disease is worse than the vaccine Now, i have seen a lot of reactions to this vaccine and certainly um, both these vaccines that we have right now, the Pfizer and the Moderna both have, um, PGEs and polyethylene glycol, which can be a toxin. Um, it's in a lot of stuff, you know, it's in some foods, it's in a lot of other medications. Um, you know, it's, it's in Vaseline, but it's in a moderate dose with this. It acts as an uh, adjuvant or a carrier. Um, but, you know, I have seen some pretty significant reactions in people, especially after the second one. Um, I can tell you, I'll be honest with everybody, I haven't taken the vaccine. And I'm not going to take the mRNA vaccine, um, even though I'm 66 years old and I'm a healthcare worker. Uh, I may consider taking the Johnson & Johnson after it's been out a while. It's based on older, more tried-and-true technology, I think. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a one-shot deal. Um, the, it's like comparing apples to oranges because it's a different vaccine. So even though it's been shown to be a little less effective overall than the other two, bear in mind that they, the trials that they did with this include all the mutations or most of them. So it's probably and it's definitely been shown to prevent, um, you know, deaths and severe um, uh, complications of COVID probably better than the first two. So, you know, I want to see what happens with the J&J vaccine when it's been out a while. I assume it will get approved this week or next week, probably this week and then. They get it rolling and within a month you hopefully will be able to get that one or consider it. So, you know, again, the best I'm into prevention of COVID through keeping your immune system healthy, taking your vitamins, especially DC and zinc. And also, COVID is a treatable illness early on through, you know, hydroxychloroquine, and ivermectin, high dose vitamins. We've sent several people for the monoclonal antibodies. And that seems to really work fast. Um, so, um, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, but so, you know, people are getting kind of pressured into taking this vaccine. I think the last patient I saw 15 minutes ago, uh, was being pressured into taking it a little bit and they didn't want to do it because they'd had a lot of reactions, you know, before to, um, other medications. Anybody that's had anaphylaxis uh, should probably not get the vaccine, uh, especially the Pfizer. And, and when you get these vaccines, wait around a little while. Anaphylaxis can kill you, so get it done where there's a you know a medical professional around that has an EpiPen. Um, that's what worries me a little bit about these max mass vaccination sites. Are they going to be ready in case? Um, somebody crashes on them. I hope so. I guess they are with uh, an EpiPen, epinephrine, adrenaline. Uh, so, you know, do your research. Certainly think about it. You know, you shouldn't be forced to take a vaccine at all, you know, in my opinion, but, uh, and uh, look and see what the J&J has. And I realize this is a treatable illness if treated early. So I hope that helps you.
0: It's a, it's a great question. That's a and we'll we'll
1: have a we'll have a good discussion about the vaccines here in the next few weeks. Yeah, um, I'm kind of waiting to have my big vaccination podcast when I know a little bit more about what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and, and hopefully you know the the new J and J one that's coming mm-hmm. out the the rollout will be quick and and um we'll get that as an option as well. Um, okay, so we're gonna it's go. A, it's a it's a
1: one shot deal. So yeah. uh, I'm a little bit more fired up about that one.
0: All right, so ne- next question. Um, are skin rashes on the ankles, legs a possible sign of what the gut and or liver health is like? For example, eczema, psoriasis, and other itchy bumps.
1: That's a great question. Yeah, it can be. You know, certainly rashes when nothing else is obvious, like you haven't taken a new medication, you don't have poison ivy, poison oat, you know shingles, and if it's an itchy rash, it resembles eczema, psoriasis, some of the more chronic things. Um, Of course, it can come from your gut, you know, Um, 70% of your immune system is located in the gut, and a lot of people have um, autoimmune diseases because of an unhealthy gut. Um, I talk about it every day with my patients, and um, so it should, it sure could be. You know, so do an elimination diet, cut out those inflammatory foods like sugars, uh, glutens, dairy, soy, corn, maybe nightshade vegetables. Um, I, I think I sent you an article, Ben, last night about nightshades and symptoms of nightshade uh, toxicity, and uh, which we'll probably do end up doing a podcast on. But um, so certainly do an elimination diet. Um, again, you want to you can treat these things, you know, with steroids, creams, etc. But try to get to the root of the problem and uh, try to balance your gut microbiome first. Uh, remember, ninety nine percent of your DNA is not your DNA; it's bacterial DNA in your gut. One percent is yours. So, um, and, and those bacterial DNA determine your fate in a lot of cases. So. Um, so think about that. Yeah, it certainly is. Think about your gut. Think about the food you eat is there, and, and the supplements you take, just to like follow probiotics up, and prebiotics.
0: To follow up on that, um, is there a, it seems like an elimination diet is a really good thing to do when, when, you know, you have a rash or you have, you know, an upset stomach. Um, how long should people try the elimination diet to see if it's effective you know like is it very
1: uh yeah it can vary but at least try it for a month huh okay sometimes longer sometimes several months you know we do a lot of food allergy testing and for severe food allergies we eliminate it for um up to six months and for moderate three months in the meantime we try to straighten your gut out the use of uh uh, macrobiotics, hmm. and uh, sometimes we we'll even look at your gut flora, uh, through certain GI testing. But, uh, that's a, that's a, really, that's
0: a really good question. Um, and, uh, that is right. You know, the first thing we talk about is, is, uh, how's your gut doing? First question you often. Even
1: COVID gets in your gut. Yeah. I talked to a patient today, a, a student at UT and he had to be tested for COVID because, um, he lived in the dorm and every week they check the sewage from each floor for COVID, and if that sewage is showing COVID, then they test everybody that lives on that floor for COVID, so COVID gets in your gut, you know, and people have autoimmune diseases, COVID tends to flare those autoimmune diseases and make them worse, like, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, rashes. I mean, the rashes we're seeing with COVID are phenomenal.
0: And And they last
1: a while. And that's a gut thing. They really last a long time. It's a gut thing. I saw a long-hauler COVID patient today. She's had long-hauler symptoms for months from having COVID back last summer. Still can't breathe very well. Hmm. And, uh, you know, having all kinds of aches and chronic fatigue and, you know, it's not good.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to just say uh, hello to my to my grandmother and thank you for uh, for thinking I look better in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> she really talked that in. <laughs> she did. Uh, hello, Grandma. Good. Um, good. All right. Hello, Corey. Thanks for being here. Marsha, thanks for being here, Renee. We'll get your question here in a bit. Um, and let's see here. Uh, okay. Next up top two things that help insulin resistance to lose weight.
1: That's an easy one to answer. Low carb diet and intermittent fasting. I mean, that that's the best way to overcome insulin resistance. There are some other things you can take, you know, like medications, even herbals like berberine. Um, and then you can talk about metformin and, uh, glp1 inhibitors like uh, ozempic which we use a lot of which is a once a week shot so but those two things you can start doing right now low carb and intermittent fasting hmm. so easy answer
0: huge on the intermittent fasting that's been a, a a very common answer of yours uh in regards to feeling more energized and losing weight um okay next up Um, And this is a really good question. How does taking the vitamins uh, that you're recommending and ivermectin, uh, how do they keep you from getting COVID-19? And if you take the 10 weeks, then do you need to call and get more? And I'm assuming what they're talking about is the uh, ivermectin uh, prophylactically. Um, Yeah. Uh What's your thoughts on that? Certainly can.
1: You know, you can take ivermectin once a week like I've been doing for months. You can take it until this pandemic is about over and you feel assured that, your immune system is healthy, and uh, you're okay to get off of it. Um, very safe medication. Um, the only conc- indication I've ever seen to ivermectin, which we use for scabies, we use it in animals all the time, and you use it on your pets, um, is if you've traveled to Africa in the last year, and you get this weird fungal disease that I've never heard of. So that's the only thing I've ever seen possibly. Uh, on a reaction to ivermectin. I'm sure there may be some more, but I don't know of them. But the way the ivermectin works really is it really acts as an antiviral, but it's also a great anti-inflammatory. And some people that get this long hauler syndrome, we keep them on medicines like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, maybe colchicine for months. But really the way it kind of works is that it acts as a carrier, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine act as a carrier to get these viral toxic vitamins into the cell where they kill the the, uh, the virus. Like ivermectin will help zinc and quercetin get into your cell. Mm-hmm where it kills the virus. Isn't that interesting?
0: That's really, really interesting.
1: They allow allow the zinc to kill the virus. That's the best way I know how to explain it. And so they're transporters in a way, but uh, that's a cool way of doing things. So you gotta combine them. You gotta take the zinc with it. You should also take DNC, but, um, and quercetin. Please take quercetin.
0: So, so the, the the purpose of the you know we call it the COVID bundle with D C, zinc and quercetin, and then add that to the prophylactic um, ivermectin, and the ivermectin acts as a vessel or a deliverer of the nutrient right. to your cells. Right. So that's kind of how it works. And that's and that's how it's working in prevention.
1: Right and treatment.
0: Prevention and treatment. Yeah, both. And one yeah. thing when the vi- prevention
1: it works is in a little different way. That's mostly for treatment, where it gets in there and kills the virus that's already in your cells. So for prevention, it acts more as an as an immune modulator to help your autoimmune uh, system kind of regulate and ward off the virus, so so it never gets into the cells. Hmm. So the. But- so,
0: it, what about you know the other the other thing that um, I've heard is zinc acts a lot like hydroxychloroquine. Are, are they? Um, does zinc do what hydroxychloroquine does?
1: Well, like I said, the zinc kills the virus. The hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin help it get into the cells.
0: So the hydroxy okay, got it. Okay, so it's not just the ivermectin right. that right. is the deliverer, right? Okay. Right, right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Great question there. Um, all right. Next up, thoughts on treatments for restless leg syndrome. Restless leg. That's an interesting question.
1: Gets us away from COVID, which is good for a while. But restless leg is a pretty common disease. I have a lot of patients with it. I think it affects something i probably I think around thirty million Americans. So it's pretty common. It's a situation that Nobody really knows the exact cause of it. There may be many, multifactorial, but it it can be pretty miserable. It can be mild or it can be relentless. And the first sign of it is at nighttime in bed and you just have to move your legs. You can't get comfortable. A lot of people will just wear the sheets out. Um, And the first sign they have of it is they don't get a good night's sleep and their sheets are all torn up. Uh, the next morning. Um, but there's a lot of thoughts about causes. One cause I know something we talked about a few weeks ago is low iron in the brain. So that's another reason to check a ferritin level. If you have low iron, that can be a cause of restless leg syndrome. Hmm. Um, there's other factors, uh, genetic factors probably play a part. Um, Lack of dopamine. As a matter of fact, some of the medicines, prescription medicines that we use for this, like Requip and Mirapex, are actually dopamine drugs. Uh, so that neurotransmitter in the brain. So it's kind of a brain disease, even though it affects your legs. Um, so so think about getting a ferritin to level to see. But there, you know, there's neurontin can help it, uh, and sometimes people have to get on. Heavy narcotic medications. I have one patient that has to take methadone for this. Hmm. It's the only thing that works for him. Um, there's supplements at work, whether it's from magnesium to salts to anti cramping medications. Some people use heat or cold packs, massage oils, essential oils. So there's all kinds of treatments. But um, that's the kind. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, it's It can be. There's even a restless leg uh, form you can get on with millions of people that share their ideas on this. But uh, it's a pretty serious – it can be debilitating could really, you, for a lot of people.
0: Could you address sleep habits and that impact um, restless leg syndrome? So if you learn to um, sleep better, that could help with that?
1: I don't think really so. I mean, you know, we talked a lot about sleep posture and chronic pain. Yeah. low back pain, but this is a kind of a different animal. You know, I don't think sleep posture is causing this. Okay. Uh, I don't think it has a lot to do with it, to be honest with you.
0: All right. Well, great question. question. Great question. We're going to get into the comments now, guys, if you're, uh, if you're still with us um, feel free to uh, ask a question in the comments, we're going to do our best to uh, get to all these here. Um, Hello to everybody. All right. So let's see. Shelly here. How to feel your best at 55. Uh, take, vi- she takes vitamins, tries to eat healthy, then still brain fog, decrease energy, aches, pains when trying to stay fit and exercise. It seems to be the question of, of, of so many people, you know, how do we feel great, um, at 55? What's your, what's your thoughts on that doc?
1: Um, I know I can't drive at 55. I have to go a lot faster. It just reminds me of the Eddie Van Halen song who just passed away. You know, I love rock and roll, so I always got to mention that. <laughs> I can't drive fifty-five, um, but uh, so that's uh, fifty-five is a good age you need to start taking note of yourself because um, you know that's when your hormones start dropping off. It really actually a lot earlier than that, but by that time you're probably in the full-blown menopause or andropause, which Causes brain fog, decreased energy, aches and pains. Um, Your body's getting a little wear and tear on it. You're a little more stiff. So at that age and even before, really, you really have to start taking note of your health. You know, because the two things people see me for and most any doctor for, especially around that age, either they're tired or they're hurting. So think about why somebody comes to the doctor if it's not routine or a cold or something or UTI or depression, it's they're tired or they hurt. So certainly I recommend stretching, you know, movement, of course, um, hydration, but look at the hormones. As your hormones decline, you decline. It's like your body saying, you know, you're finished reproducing, start dying. You know, we, you know, the problem is we're living a long time. So if you want to live healthy, after, you know, the climactic menopause, andropause, you've got to think about hormones. That's why we do many, many hormone replacement programs for people and it makes them come alive in in many, many ways. Um from you hurt less, you sleep better, you move better, have more energy. So I hope that answers your question. A lot of stuff you just gotta start looking at. You know, at that age group, you just, you know, Um, a lot of times I get patients and, uh, that come to me and they say, you know, this is starting to bother me. I've heard all the time where I'm tired. I never was like this. My first response is, well, you've never been this old either. So, you know, and I don't like to use Asian as an excuse. I like to use it as a, um, template for how to treat people. I don't think, you know, I'm 66. I don't think I started really having achy, stiff joints until I I got well into my 60s. But it sure can, you know, hit me. I'm I'm a lot stiffer than I used to be. So I have to do a lot of things to try to circumvent it. Um, One thing's hydration is my massage therapist always tells me drink more water to lubricate your joints. Your brain's mostly fat and water, so drink water, there's a lot of ways around this brain fog that we get. Um, You're more likely to have a low thyroid as you get older. You're more likely to have, have had stress and throw your adrenals off. So it's a complex, multifactorial thing that you have to look at. That's why we do so many lab tests to see where you're at. And that's why, that's half of what I do is try to figure out why you're feeling bad at that age and and uh, before and after. So you're right. There's a lot of things to look at. 50, 50 is a critical age. Yeah, You're it, either going to get better or worse. You're not going to say the same. So think about that.
0: It's really interesting. You said something in this week's uh, doctor's note on, on IVs um, about yourself saying, you know, as I get older, you know, the more help I need, you know? So you got to look into different types of things, you know, look into, you mentioned, you know, kind of doing some stuff in a sauna and, you know, obviously uh, being intentional about how much water you're drinking and, and some of the supplementation, um, hormones, etc. cetera. But, uh, but that was a great question. I uh, really appreciate that question.
1: Um, I ate more salt. I love salt. I eat more salt, not less salt, more salt, especially Redmond's real salt. It's just sea salt, a special form of sea salt. But yeah, I mean, hydration, and use of salt in most people. So <laughs> uh, I think we had a podcast on salt one time, how yeah. it's misaligned. But anyway, yeah. What, what's the next question?
0: All right, here we go. This is another great question from uh, Renee here. Uh, is mold toxicity a real thing? And if so, just leaving the environment and, enough? What's your uh, mold toxicity? What's your thoughts on that?
1: It may not be enough. Yeah, it's pretty common. It may not be enough, but it's certainly the first step is to get out of your moldy, wet environment that you're in. Or having an expert come in and clear it out. But yeah, mold toxicity is pretty common. It's very hard to treat. The best treatment is getting away from it. And then detoxifying. And That's why I love my infrared sauna. I do it every night. And I love the detox of an infrared sauna. And then I get in a cool shower. So you need to open up those pores and then close them back down. And uh, that's one of the most refreshed I ever feel is after that detox through an infrared sauna for about 20, 30 minutes. And then a, a cool shower. It love is love it. So, it, yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of quick silver tests and all, all that. But, um you know, but mold can affect a lot of organ systems, and there's a lot of crossover between that Lyme disease and these chronic illnesses. Is it mold toxicity? It may be.
0: So, is the um, is the answer there to to detoxify? You know, is that is that where yeah, you're going? To detoxify,
1: get get out of the environment, and to detoxify.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that you know, type those are of two main things? Is sweating detoxification the same as a you know, when you detoxify through like a certain diet out of curiosity?
1: It's totally different. I mean, you know, okay. you detoxify through, you know, your urine, your kidneys detoxify, your liver detoxifies, you detoxify through your bowels, your stools, and your sweat, and even even breathing, you know, are ways to detox, hmm. uh, as well as uh, some of the other detoxification methods like milk thistle and a few herbs.
0: All Right. Well, thank you for that. Great question there, Renee. Um, uh, This is a good one. Um, How does one know if supplements are working or a waste of money? I I love that question. And I know, um, you know, your story with supplements is is a funny one.
1: That's a great, that's a really good question. I don't know what funny story I have, but I used to tell 20 years ago, I, I told a lot of my patients who watch me vitamins. I told them they were just creating expensive urine, and I really couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, and here I'm now 66. I take at least 30 vitamins a day because uh, I want to age better. Um, you know, it's very subtle. I mean, it really is. But one way that I know these vitamins are working for me is, I knock on wood, I just don't get sick. I can't tell you the last time I have a, I had a cold Been years, you know, and I better knock on some wood, (laughs) but I really, I, I really, and I know it helps me. I know vitamin D helps me. That's why I go up in the winter on the vitamin D. I don't get as much sun. You really need the sun. You know, we're going to do a podcast on getting the sun, you know, getting this, getting sunshine has been so misaligned and, trashed when actually getting vitamin D through the sun is the best way to get vitamin D Uh, you just don't need to burn your skin you you can get a tan just don't burn that's what causes skin cancers don't burn a lot of those um, sunscreens we use are toxins so you know I'd rather get natural sun and just not burn you don't need to get out there for very long but you need to get the sun even your eyes need sunlight so I mean, how much better do you feel in the summer, especially at the beach, than you do on a cold, gray, cloudy, wintry day like today? Um, Get out in the sun, noontime. Go for a walk for 15, 20 minutes. It does yourself wonders. So, I mean, vitamins can get expensive. They can. Um, But, you know, you need to at least take, um, you know, the essentials. Vitamin D is number one. Omega-3 is number two. Probably a good multi number three magnesium at night. Probably four. Uh, I, I said C, didn't I? Vitamin C, mm-hmm. essential. Um, uh, you know, there's so many others that I take like CoQ10, PQQ, AMPK. You know, because I'm in this business, I can do it. You know, and um, but get the get the essentials for sure you know, see where your levels are and, and be complex, the energy vitamins. Most people I check are low on them. Um, and you know, they're, they're not going to work over time, you know, but you just have to put some trust in the fact that they do help you. I mean, can, can, you know, you talk, things are-
0: can you talk to us about absorption rates? And, you know, cause I know that a, you know, there's certain vitamins where brand does matter. Um, can you just, Yeah, I
1: mean, you, need to get, because supplements aren't regulated by the FDA, um, you know, it's just, you know, and the the RDAs are recommended daily allowances set up for these things, or I call it the RDA really dumb advice because you don't know, usually they're really low on, especially on vitamin D and how much you need of it and omegas Any study you see that says a multivitamin doesn't work or fish oil doesn't work, that's because they're using RDA's really low doses. You gotta get your doses up there for it to work, and and you need to buy from a good reputable company because anybody can make them, you know. And high, but get a company like Life Extension that's been out there for almost forty years. They do the research. They're they're dated and they're you know because they you need an expiration date on your vitamin. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, just see how they do and at least take the minimum of the ones I've talked about. Do your own research. Um, there's a lot of good companies. I I try to get the companies that, um, have been around for a long time, the rated five star, have expiration dates on them, do the research. Um, so and I, I take a lot of supplements. So I'm a big believer. It'd be nice if you could get all the supplements you need through your food, but you just can't. You just can't get enough. You'd have to eat a stack of vegetables that high. Your stomach couldn't do it. And then The absorption rates do depend on the, your microbiome, your gut. So if your gut's not working right, you're not going to absorb your vitamins very well. That's why we do a lot of intravenous vitamins here in the office, from high-dose C to the Bs. You know, we give vitamin D3 shots sometimes. Um,
0: it's, a, get? It's, it's a great, great question. question. Great question. And, uh, you know, it's something we learned earlier on uh, with the questions about, you know, delivery and absorption and how important that is uh, with, you know, whether it's medications or supplements that we're taking. Um, so great, 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 great question there. And I'm to put this one up here. Um, all right. What is the best treatment for a callus on the bottom of your foot?
1: Hey, Mary. Um, gosh, if it's a really thick callus, you know, a lot of times we trim them off uh, with the a, a scalpels, painless, or go to the podiatrist to do it. But if you have a really thick one, nothing's going to dissolve that really well except for trimming it out. But the thing is, you need to find out why you have that callus. And it's usually because you've got a, an asymmetry on your feet. And so you may need orthotics to kind of look and see what, where your footprint is. I send a lot of people to Ernie Dixon who works at our office and a uh, great physical therapist that really can, he makes orthotics, but he can kind of see where that callus in is on your foot and whether you're pronating or supinating. And so it's coming from a reason, you know, so get me or Ernie to look at it and, uh, Will get you in an orthotic, maybe trim that callus away. And, you know, because it's usually, um, you know, you may have a drop in metatarsal, you may know, have a metatarsal bar in your shoe or something uh, that's causing that. So if you're getting a callus in one part of your foot, your foot's bearing more weight in that area. Hmm. That's what you need to correct.
0: So, right, great question there. We're going to get there's a couple infrared sauna uh, questions. Um, do infrared mm-hmm. uh beds help too? So, um, I'm assuming this, is, I don't know of an infrared bed. Do, do you have you heard of the of an infrared bed? I've heard of that,
1: but I don't know how that would work very well. Um, I really don't, you know, I, I've seen some things on it, but um. You know, infrared, you got to watch the EMGs, too, how much EMGs its electromagnetic field can be bad for you. So, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of hype around certain things, but so I don't know enough to tell you about that. I'd have to look at it and see it and do the research, but um, I know the infrared sauna, especially the one I got that has low EM, EMFs, and uh, it's got the near, mid, and far infrared um, wavelengths, I get mine's called sunlight, and um, and I love it. I just absolutely. And I did the research too, and uh, one of my good buddies in Knoxville, that it was a Renaissance man actually, who's been using these for years, guided me on this, and I haven't been disappointed. Thanks, Turner. You're hearing this. Shout out, Turner. Yeah, but anyway.
0: Um, Shelly uh, actually asked, um, where do you find them for what saunas? You mentioned Sunlight and um, any. any- so go,
1: go, to, go, to, go to the, uh, just do your own research, but go to Sunlight and Saunas um, on the internet. Just look in, and they'll talk to you. They got great reps. Uh, they're affordable and they're, they're awesome. They're well built. Uh, you know, it didn't take long to put mine together, maybe an hour and a half. You'll need two or three people here because they're heavy. I got a two man sauna and it's just awesome. Awesome. I listen to music in it and you can even watch a little bit of YouTube or Prime. I love it. I love my sauna. So go to Sunlight and look at their site. Talk to them.
0: Um, I'm going to. Uh, get Anthony in real quick. Uh, did he recommend Life Extension Vitamins? Uh, yes, it would be. Um, that's something that I know you talk yeah. a lot about um, is Life Extension. Yeah, that's what
1: I carry. That's what I carry in my office. And, you know, one year when I was at one of our conferences in Vegas, oh, I, I set about to find the best vitamin for my office and for myself. And I, I looked at all of them. There's some great companies out there. The one that I settled on, which was the most cost-effective, five-star, dated, researched, been around forever. Put out—they put out their monthly um, information magazines, and they're awesome. I love the Life Extension stuff. Uh, so, uh, look them up. Check yeah, the, the, them out.
0: their big thing is is the research, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of their revenue goes towards uh, the research, which is super important uh, in Probably the Bible right all of it does all of it does that's right that's right um guys thank you so much uh jessica we see you deb we see you uh karen hello uh shelly again hello renee uh corey thank you guys so much for hanging out grandma mary thank you for being here uh bob over on youtube thank you for being here uh man this has been so much fun anthony thank you uh anna thank you for being here uh, this was, this was so much fun. Uh, we had a blast, uh, answering those questions. I'm going to remind everybody, um, if you want your question, uh, featured on this show, um, email us at info at um, or join us here and, and we answer questions live as well. Uh, we're going to be back as always, uh, next week on Tuesday, right around 545. Um, Dr. Rogers, thank you for your time, man. Thanks, man. We'll see you next week. It's been a blast, and we will see you guys next time. See ya. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.